0: head put it on real tight hope you brought your best tonight they say they got the fireworks yeah they say they got the show you're around the sheds you're the best so let's go this
1: is texas toast i'm your host miss helen kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from texas Welcome to Texas Toast. I'm Miss Helen, along with such a special treat, ray of sunshine, Corliss. Hey, Corliss, how are you?
0: Hi, Miss Helen. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to get to talk to you again. Oh, I know. We became
1: such big buds. But to let everybody know, Corliss is with an amazing radio station. I'm absolutely in love with your radio station. When I was going to Huntsville to see my grandson for his birthday, I just listened the whole time. You have it going on. But Maverick 100.9 in College Station. And um, yeah, I think I even messaged you. I'm like, I'm listening. I just I'm lost without your station when I leave there.
0: Oh, that is the... You don't even know what a humongous compliment that is, because I know your your work is not supposed to be your entire life. And I would preach that to anybody but myself. It really is. It's all me. And so it's so special, but it's also very intimidating when. You know, you talk to somebody like you who has worked in this industry in numerous forms for years to get that compliment is just extraordinary because technically I'm still a new programmer.
1: (laughs) Well, but, you know, and that's the thing that you and I bonded over right away is the programming of your station and the passion that we have for Texas music and our Texas artists and never knowing who's going to walk through that door. Right.
0: Right. And it's it's a very special feeling like all the time. But yeah, it's it's also a unique thing that we get to do, especially working in Texas country. It's not the same. So if I go elsewhere, say, say I go to the country radio seminar in Nashville with all the country programmers from all across America, they give me the side eye. They look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, you got to understand where we're from and where we're doing this at. It's it's very important to people.
1: Yes. Yes. And the plethora of talent that's always been in Texas music, but it seems like, and we've talked about this, we're just going through this phase where it's like, you just start listening to, you know, somebody may release a single. I'm sure you do the same thing. You're previewing the single. And next thing you know, I am into all of their songs listening to every single track I can find.
0: Yeah. It's like an addiction. Um, One in particular, I keep telling people about Palmer Anthony, Um, Palmer Anthony is somebody that my friend who also works in radio sent me and she goes, you know, I know you do interviews. Why don't you just talk to him? I ended up talking to him like forever. And the single that he sent me was incredible. And then I went and discovered the rest of his catalog. And I'm like, who is this? Like, how did I just randomly come across you? This is insane. But we do that with a lot of these Texas Country artists that we fall in love with.
1: Yes, and that's that's what's so much fun, and it's it's like, and then and then waiting. Oh, the other exciting thing is like when you do find an artist like that, or you get a new single in. It was sometimes like so hard not to press the button to play it. It was like I just couldn't wait when a new single was ready to date be debuted. Do you do that? I was like, oh, I would just be so fired up, like Christmas. <laughs>
0: Yes. So like right now, uh, radio promoters are sending me new music already and giving me sneak peeks. And some of them are from like my favorite artists. Flatland Calvary is a great Mm. example. They've got new music hitting radio in January and I can't share it with anybody. Is it that crazy? That's just so crazy. I always call this my little room of secrets. This is where artists come to tell me their good news, their bad news, and you can't tell anyone contracts aren't signed. And it's I love the secrets, though. It's been amazing to become that person that somebody can share those moments with when you can't tell everyone and so I hold them very near and dear to my heart. It's very special that people open up and they sh- they share these yes. special things. So how long have you been in radio? Uh, so I believe March will be 14 years. I started when I was a senior in high school. Oh, I, was I, could, see I yeah. could see that. I could see that. So it's, it's been a long time. And of course, when you start radio, You just think, I just want to talk on the radio (laughs) and you don't realize everything that goes into it. And then, you know, I have to explain to people, people that hear me on the radio think that that's it. That's Corliss is just a personality. They don't understand the programming that goes on behind the scenes and all these things that I do. And there's times where, because honestly, I play a bimbo. It's the character. And yes, I'm quite a bimbo in real life. (laughs) I really, really am. Uh, But sometimes I have to pat myself on the back and I'm like, gosh, girl, you learned a lot. You do a lot. You have worked so hard to become the best and the smartest and good on you, you know? (laughs) That's so
1: true. And there's, there's so much more than to just being on the air. I mean, I think about the little things, especially I did morning show practically 95% of my career was morning show driving in the fog driving it there's a tornado coming and i'm trying to get to the station down here we have the hurricanes we got to do the mm-hmm. hurricanes and then the little times where the weather's just perfect you get to the station you're jamming you're getting your show prep on and something goes out or goes
0: down and you and have to be the fix first. it yeah you have to you have to be the fix it person yes i did the exact same thing a ton of my career was morning shows and um putting stations back on the air that weren't even the radio station I was working for. Like you had to have everybody's back. It's definitely a team effort and you learn on the fly. You don't get to learn something unless it goes wrong.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. And then there was plenty of washing up the dishes in the break room in the kitchen because I couldn't stand a mess. I've cleaned toilets. I've Done it all, yeah. Like, like we were talking about during you know this downtime in between holidays when there's nothing really going on. I would always be the clean freak at the station. I'd be cleaning out the prize closets and organizing the tubs. You know, it's things like that you don't think about the tubs for your events with all your merch and take yeah. inventory and all that.
0: It's a lot, right? <laughs> and no, we do a ton of that. It's and aren't we so thankful for the downtime because a lot of the time that was another thing I was telling you is another part of my job is we'll just tell for people that don't know about radio commercials. Oh yeah, I make commercials for a living and there are certain times of the year right before Christmas being one of them or living in a college town right Uh before football Uh season that you know my uh, by the time I leave the office my wrist is swollen to three times its natural size you know it's There's not a whole lot of downtime ever. Right. And uh, you've had such success. Y'all received
1: Station of the Year at Texas Country Music Awards just Mm -hmm. in November. So congratulations. Well
0: deserved. Thank you. That is a funny one to me. It's very funny. So that's actually our second in a row. Mm -hmm. And Maverick is very new. I just put it on the air um, September 12th, 2019. So most of Maverick has lived through a pandemic. And when we won that first award, the voting process for it took place in July. So Maverick actually won radio station of the year before it was even a year old. Wow. I There's no words for that. You know, you try to think of these words for acceptance speeches or just explaining it to people in, in general. And, but there aren't, there aren't real words for how you feel about that.
1: Right. I can only imagine, but yeah, congrats on that. And then you're nom- you've got nominations for the Texas regional radio awards, which is upcoming in the spring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was another one that I was able to bring home a trophy for in 2021. i won large market personality of the year and once again super weird like all the people look at the list look at the category uh jr from lubbock one of my favorite personalities in the entire world james cook who i actually work with on the side of my Mm -hmm. actual radio job like these guys are the people i look up to how are people voting me for that it doesn't make sense that's because you're just
1: so loved and just because you are you that's oh. that's that's the whole thing that's the whole thing but you know speaking of cook and corliss y'all do a special treat during christmas let's talk about your christmas textravaganza
0: yeah well you're great at saying it a lot of people giggle as they try to say the title of the show but it is it's the cook and corliss christmas textravaganza and um you know christmas can be a really tough part of the year for honestly a majority of people. And nobody really talks about how rough that can be or how hard it is to get into the Christmas spirit or to be happy during that time, especially these past couple years. And James Cook and myself, we've always had just a magnetic connection. There's not a thing in this world that we cannot laugh about and And it's such a joy to be around him. And it was just a random thought of, in a perfect world, we would be sharing this with everyone. We would be making everyone around us feel as happy as we do when we're together. And then we just thought, Christmas. Everybody's going through a tough time around Christmas. Everybody could use a laugh or a friend. And so we just wanted to share our friendship with people that needed it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So we just wrapped up our, our third year thanks to you guys at Texas Toast. Being a sponsor on that show, we you know a lot goes into that production, and it. Oh yes, I thought about you.
1: I thought about you. I can only imagine all the, tra- all the tracks you have laid out when you're probably editing and producing that. I was I was thinking about that so much. You know, <laughs> we would talk about it on Texas on tap, and I'd be thinking about you and thinking about the Christmas thing, and I was like. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine.
0: <laughs> it's so much and I, and I get better at it every year. I will admit I'm I'm learning to keep files in order and you know the first time we ever did that show, I had had a very invasive surgery the day before we had recorded it. So I went from being under anesthesia one day to cutting up and laughing with James Cook the next day. And then it had to be edited, which I couldn't sit and I couldn't be on my back at all. The (laughs) surgery was on my back. So I had to take my laptop to my bedroom and edit that entire thing from my stomach. But I got it done. I'm sure it's the ADHD in me that like once I zone in on something, I won't sleep. And I do remember that one was you know, staying up till four o'clock in the morning, but you can't stop. Mm -hmm. And what comes out of it? I, I just couldn't be prouder of. It's weird. It's a mixture between proud and also how I can make it better always. So 2022 is already in the works. It's already up in the brain.
1: There you go. That's what you have to do, because before you know it, it's time to start planning and it's here. So we were so happy we could be a part of that. So speaking of 2022 and, you know, since you're sitting in the seat and not asking for any secrets from your secret room, but what are some of your expectations? Who are some of the names that you think are really going to, you know, step up to the plate this year and really, really hit? I, I go, I go back to baseball and everything, you know, get right. called up to the majors, <laughs>
0: I'm a Braves fan. So 2021 was a great year for me as far as goes. <laughs> right. Oh, man, what a tough question. I know. I've,
1: I've, I I asked myself that.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I work. Once again, I do a lot of side gigs. It's not all just Maverick for me. I'm constantly out and about and going to shows and keeping an eye on people. And where I live in College Station, you'd be just absolutely floored at the amount of talent that is just in this town. So I always have to pay really close attention to what's going on here. And um, I would love to point out, you met my date at the TCMA's Keller Cox. Yes. Keller Cox is extraordinary. He's an artist, um, but he was very involved with Texas A&M. So now that he has graduated January 1st, he is hitting the road. He is 100% zoning in on his music career. And he is so dedicated to this that I don't see other any other way than for him to have extraordinary successes in 2022. We were just talking about Flatland Calvary. Uh-huh. You know, they had odd timing with their new album coming out last year. And I know that they are very focused on... Making a bigger deal out of Welcome to Countryland than what had been in its initial release. And I think people are going to be really shocked about how much you hear Flatland Cavalry next year. So those would be two people I'm really excited about. We also saw a tremendous growth in female artists in Texas country. Oh my gosh. Yes. Don't oh my you want to see that path? Just. Explode? I'm with you
1: on that. I am so with you on that. I, we have so many females in the Texas country music scene right now and they, their voices and their music and their lyrics and their talent. is just amazing.
0: They're so like, even if I were to try and name them off to you, I want to be able to, because there's so many, I would miss some. And I say that this is the first time we're actually seeing that in Texas country. And as a female programmer, which you don't see a lot of us around, right? And, you know, I was something that was rare at some point. And um, I would love for that to become a thing that's not rare. It's
1: just, just constant. Yes. I mean, like when I came up in the mid to late nineties in radio, it was, it was the guy's world and they, you know, we're talking about production and it was like, it was almost like this joke, like let's throw her in the production room and see if she can do this. And that's why I I became so good at my craft because I worked harder because it was like, I'm just, I'm that hard headed girl. And it's like, Oh, really? Seriously? You think this is gonna happen? And it was like then I'm sure yeah, I started working circles around him. Slow yeah. pokes,
0: what are you poking around for? Right. <laughs> you it was like, well, and not only did I start out as a woman, which really wasn't the issue in the beginning. The issue was that I was so young, young mm-hmm. in trying to get people to take me seriously. I mean, my first day in radio, I had green hair. Now, here we are at 31 years old. I still dye my hair green any chance I get, but I get to be a boss about it. Now I get to be you want to look at my resume. You want to pick through it. Go ahead, because I never let myself not know anything. It was <laughs> never an option because I, I was constantly trying to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure when I left my first company after eight and a half years, they probably still felt like they were saying goodbye to a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm
1: hmm. You know, and it's funny. And I don't know if you're like, I was probably my worst critic, like air checks and going in when one of my first PDs, I would go in for my air check. And I was like, oh, God, that was just terrible. That was terrible. This is terrible. And he was like, this, he was like, give me all these great reviews. And I'm like, yeah, but I st- I would be sitting in the chair going, I still think I can improve here, here and here. You know, cause I just wanted to deliver a good product and be silly and be goofy, but it's yet, you know, you look at that, the technical side and then you're, you know, as you're producing your show and throwing your bits in and throwing your sounders in anyway, so it's just like crazy.
0: I still can't stand the sound of my own voice. I, I really can't. And now that I do a, so- a show solo, ooh, it just makes me cringe. And I know I shouldn't say that. And. Uh, clearly other people have proven me wrong it, it it shows that somebody out there gets a little bit of enjoyment from listening to my voice but i just can't <laughs> I
1: I love your voice. It's, it's just such a, it's a pleasant, happy voice. But I think too, what helps is when you're doing that, when you're doing that one girl um, air shift and radio show, it helps so much with the listener interaction and the phoners and you know, that they were like my stars. Like I wanted to make them the stars, like, you know, yeah. And a lot
0: of people don't get that. None of this is about me. That's right. Uh It'll never, okay. It was a little bit more about me when we did morning shows that had this structure and you know these bits and and I was the giggle box and I have that obnoxious laugh and yes I was perfect (laughs) for it but yeah when you go on your own it's not about me and programming Maverick was never about me me being on air was just a matter of well that's what you do you just just do it So I was never really thinking about myself as a personality. We created a music heavy radio station for people that love music. So why would they want to hear me? But how did we tweak that? We brought in the interviews starting the first week of January. We're back to interviews every single day on air. And it's once again, it ain't about me. It's all about that music And that came about in 2020 when everybody was stuck at home and everybody was sad. These artists were coming on my show. And for the first time ever, they weren't trying to put glitter on something Mm -hmm. and make it bright and shiny like everything was fine. They were real. They told you it wasn't fine. They told you they were hurting and they told you they were trying to create and to keep pushing. It was such an inspiration that we couldn't stop whether you're seeing them out live or not they're showing you that hey they're real people too uh-huh. and they have feelings all the way from whatever new person you just discovered or Wade Bowen Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers were, were super honest they I was talking to them a lot uh-huh. and they were just so blatantly honest about how badly they were hurting and hurting for their fans and hurting for their their bands and I think the people listening here in College Station grew to love them more. And when it comes to being a personality, I don't hide anything, man. I ran over my own mailbox not too long ago. And I was the first one to talk about it because life is messy. And if you try to act like it's not, you're a going to hurt yourself and b you need to say it out loud because you don't know what somebody else around you is going through.
1: That's exactly right. That's
0: exactly right. And I just
1: couldn't help it because that's just that's just me. I mean, like sharing stories like you're talking about to some of the crazy. I'm one of those that like weird stuff happens, to. And, yes. you know, and it's like, you know, I, I share it. I tell my kids stories. My kids, oh, they'd be on their way to school with the, with. I'd have a mom in the morning the carpool and I would do afternoon carpool. And it's like, here they come. I cannot believe you told that story on
0: the radio this morning. <laughs> I always tell people like I should come with a disclaimer. Like if you're going to stand here and have a conversation with me, you are subject to show prep. Yes, show prep. That's it. That's it. Life situations
1: were the best show prep ever. Heck with all this. Heck with this. Let me just tell you what happened the other day. That's right. Oh my goodness. So speaking of one thing I do want you to share with our audience is since you know we're talking about programming, talking about radio, artist interviews just maybe with some of the new artists that maybe will be on their first radio tour this year,
0: maybe just throw some little nuggets out there for them. Like advice. Mm-hmm. Show up on time. True. Please show up on time. Cause once again, people in radio, especially after all the budget cuts throughout these past two years, um, radio stations everywhere have dwindled down their staffs. So a lot of programmers and the people that you're talking to are taking on five times the work than they probably had on their plate two years ago so please for anything show up on time uh be kind and be yourself Mm -hmm. please be yourself don't don't try to make a show because we can tell we've seen the show a million times and i want to know who you are And I want my listeners to know who you are and I'm not going to give them anybody that I feel would ever be dishonest with them because I would never be dishonest with them. The people in Brian and college station and our listeners here these people are the people I see every day and I love them mm-hmm. and I mean it when I say that. So I want them to have a lot but so yeah, please be real, please be kind, please be understanding to if somebody is busy and they need to get you in and out. They're not it's not that they don't want to listen. They may not be able to. And um oh, I had one more thing. Oh, ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid. And then once again, If that if that person who you were at a radio station and you're you're talking to them and they don't have the time, that's okay because they really probably don't. I can't tell you how many people it, it just has to be a timing thing. Sometimes I can sit and discuss an artist's career with them for two hours. Sometimes they only get five minutes. And I wish I had all the time in the world just to give to musicians. I really do. And I always tell people, my inbox is open. You can email me day or night. It could take me months to get back to you, but I will get back to you. Mm -hmm. And I will do whatever I can to try and help guide you if you really are looking for guidance. Um, But don't just take the risk. Don't get nervous. Ask lots of questions. I am always happy to answer questions.
1: Yes, that was spot on. That was good stuff right there. Well... I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? What do you what do you got going? What's what are you up to? What
0: am I up to? Oh what my are you God. up to? I did, once again, you caught me in the dead time. Like I know. I'm cleaning my office, girl. <laughs> That's now, what I do. I I am campaigning for for votes. The voting, the second round oh, yes. vote ended uh yesterday. So I'm I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs until I think it's January 5th that the nominations (laughs) come out so like I've been doing a lot of shopping for an outfit because I did it last year I wished it into existence I had this outfit that I dreamed about for three months straight and I couldn't bring myself to buy it because uh, I just you can't spend money on something that you can't afford for no reason. So I needed a reason. And then the day that those nominations came out, I already had that outfit in the shopping cart and I clicked buy. So I've been dressed hey. up a lot, but no, um, right now it's a lot of getting interviews in, getting interviews scheduled because we are, we're very dedicated to making sure those go on air at least four days a week. So right now during my dead time is when I am listening to everybody's music, people I've never heard of. I'm contacting them. I'm booking interviews and basically planning out my entire year. It's a new one coming. And I like you and I said, I got to do something to be better. I've had a lot of good luck. I guess you could call it. I've had a lot of good things go my way. And that is that's extraordinary and I'm very happy for that. But success doesn't stop. Um, so I have to figure out ways to just become better and make Maverick better and do things to make the people that I surround myself with better. Mm-hmm. That's the plan.
1: Well, that's why you have such a jewel right there with your radio station. I mean, it's just, I tell everybody about it that I can. And when we had the birthday party, because my daughter's brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they both live in College Station. I'm like, do y'all know? Yes, 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 we know, because they're big music. They're big Texas music fans. So like, yeah, yes. So I'm like, I'm just telling everybody. Aww. If you're traveling through that area, you have to make sure you tune in. And then some of my friends that live on the outskirts, I'm serious, I'm like your biggest cheerleader. I but love it's because, it. but it's because you have, you have something there. You, 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 it's just, I don't know. I, you and I get it. And the people that get it get it, that it's it's great the whole it's every every song that came on oh my gosh and you even play Casey Musgraves follow your arrow (gasps) oh you go girl that's my theme song it's like you know me so well yes right after I think I don't know maybe it was a little bit we were further down the road to Huntsville and I'm like that's my girl oh my god only that's the only radio station I ever knew that because that's theme song right here follow your arrow oh yeah I want to be friends with Casey
0: Musgrave. So. now, I, right? <laughs> you know, I felt so connected to you when I met you and a lot of it was your name. So the name Helen actually is very important in me and my husband's lives. And so it seems like anytime the name Helen comes up, something really good comes from it. When we adopted our dog, who's now six, uh, she was with a rescue and her name with her foster mother was Helen. Uh-huh. And I I don't give my my pets normal names. I name them all after Beatles songs. So we already had our heart set on the name Prudence. And um, a few years later, we were living in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and my husband had found a dachshund. That he wasn't quite sure what was going on with it. Uh, So we rescued this dachshund right after moving to Stillwater and it had been shot in the head and somehow lived. And I didn't have a vet yet. I had nothing established, but I took this this dog to this vet uh, that was right next to my radio station. And they made me pay up front because they thought I was just dumping a sick dog on him. And I wasn't. I was just fully. Committed to like saving this dog's life. And turns out her entire pelvic region had been shattered. Um She had been so severely abused. Each day was a question of whether she would live or not. So when I left, they asked me, they're like, well, she doesn't have a name though. And I'm like, I can't leave this dog without a name. That seems like bad luck. So I named her Helen. Aww. I just knew that that name would somehow pull her through. And now she has a new home. She lived, she has a new home. They kept the name Helen. Um, And I, I just, I love that name. It's my favorite name. And when I met you, I don't know, we gravitated towards each other. There was something special there. And then you tell me your name is Helen. And I'm like, there's no way this woman's perfect. And then we both share this radio thing
1: and Man, it's just been a good thing. I, we, I, I hope we can do these discussions like every three months or so on the podcast. That would be oh great.
0: My goodness, call me anytime. You know, I'm yeah. Always, especially in the new year, let me get a few months of the year under yes, my belt. I, let me get some some people met and see what that new beautiful thing for 2022 is. Uh, but I I want to know yours too. If you're discovering, I need to know because I feel. Like in your brain, you know that that moment of talent when they're going to be something special. We got to we got to share our sources. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay, my sweet friend, you get back to things. And it's been such a joy visiting with you. And I'll be listening when I head up to go see the kids in Huntsville. (laughs) Hey, you better call me when you're here. (laughs) I will. I will. Thank you so much, Corliss. Take care and happy new year. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast.
0: From as she left, I dare to say,
1: well, you can go to hell. And hell, I'll go to Texas. I've had my fill of every place but home. Well, take away the Wagger on my sway Yeah these old boots and this cowboy hat all the
0: way I like We could just go on and on forever Oh my ever. gosh we could do it forever <laughs>